And we are back with another episode of the EYC Q&A podcast. We took last week off, but we are back and ready to go. We're ready to talk about saints today. So today's question is, why are biblical figures of the Old Testament not saints, such as Abraham, Moses, or David? This is a great question to talk about all sorts of things, um, Jesus and the New Testament and what is a saint, and, and so on and so forth. So let's dive right in and begin our conversation. In one of our Eucharistic prayers in the Book of Common Prayer, we have a couple different variations um, that all mostly say the same thing with a few different words. But in one of these prayers, we say, or we pray that, quote, we may find our inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, with patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. So from this prayer, we kind of get a short answer to this question. And the short answer is that these Old Testament patriarchs, matriarchs, and prophets are considered saints. They're in that same category, in the broad sense. They, along with the Blessed Virgin Mary and the apostles and martyrs, are joined in the unity of God, and we know that they are from numerous examples of scripture, such as the Transfiguration, when Moses and Elijah appear on the mountain alongside Jesus. So they are saints. But oftentimes you may not hear that title applied to people like Moses. You might not hear the phrase Saint Moses that often. Why is that? Well, it has more to do with the history of our use of the word saint than actually something about Moses in particular. So typically, we think of saints along with their feast day. So, for example, just last week on May 1st, it was the feast day of the apostles Philip and James, both of whom the church you know, recognizes as saints. And they were also martyred for their faith. And in the early centuries of the church, it wasn't um, all sorts of people who were included in the liturgical calendar and commemorated. It was mostly just those who had been martyred for their faith. So the feast days or these liturgical commemorations, such as Philip and James on May 1st, early on were just for martyrs. Eventually that changed. Um, some sources will say that St. Martin of Tours, who died in 397, was one of the first examples of a non-martyr being assigned a feast day, kind of being given that title of saint. And now, sainthood is ascribed to people who live their lives in extraordinary ways, modeled after the teachings of Jesus. So, the Roman Catholic Church has a very extensive vetting process, for lack of a better word, where the path to becoming a saint is rigorous. For example, there have to be numerous miracles um, applied or proven to be from that um, particular person, and so it's not just applied to anyone who might have been a good person. Saints are supposed to be um, extraordinary. Other churches, like the Eastern Orthodox Church or Eastern Catholic Churches, do it a little differently. Um, they don't necessarily require miracles to be attributed to the person, but they still gather together and discuss and pray, and it's still only applied to people who have lived extraordinarily virtuous lives, meaning modeled after the teachings of Jesus. So the Anglican Church has kind of recognized aspects from both the Roman and the Eastern Church in their liturgical calendar, our saint calendar. 
Now, you may have already caught this, but the description that I just mentioned of saints earlier gives you a hint why the Old Testament patriarchs and matriarchs and prophets might be a little different than the New Testament saints. I noted that the description of the saints are people who have lived lives modeled after the teachings of Jesus Christ. In the case of Old Testament figures, Jesus had not been fully revealed yet. He had not been made man yet because he had not been born yet. So they could not exactly model their lives on the teachings of Jesus. However, they were still very loyal to God. They were virtuous people. Um, they were you know, considered in many times the spiritual authority of the time. They were loyal to how God had revealed himself thus far. So they paved the way for Christ, and so a lot of times they get included alongside these saints because we do know that they are with God. I mean, especially in the case of Moses and Elijah with the transfiguration, I mean, we get very clear descriptions of their, you know, post-death um, bodies. So, and in fact, many Eastern Catholic churches, along with Eastern Orthodox churches, do actually apply the title saint to these figures. And they do have feast days on their liturgical calendar for some Old Testament saints. So although, you know, the Roman Catholic Church or the Anglican Church, we might not have specific feast days, like the feast day of St. Moses, like we would for St. Philip and James, we do recognize and we agree with our Eastern brothers and sisters that they are saints in a very real sense, even if we distinguish them from those saints who lived after the life of Christ. And another example of the Old Testament prophets, patriarchs, and matriarchs being included with the saints is on All Saints Day when we pray the litany of all saints. So if you don't know this litany, it's a repetition of various saints' names with the response, pray for us. And right in between St. Joseph and St. Peter, we say, All ye holy patriarchs and prophets, pray for us. So just another example where we might not use the title saint, but we still recognize their inclusion alongside all the saints who are with God. So when we speak of the communion of saints in the creed, when we say that we believe in that, know that this is not just restricted to those who you see on the liturgical calendar. It includes all the faithful Old Testament figures such as Abraham, Joshua, Moses, and David, the, the question asked in the beginning of this episode. And we also recognize that there are saints who have lived extraordinary lives of devotion to Jesus that we may not even know about. I mean, we don't know every single person in every detail about their life. And we recognize that there are some unknown saints who we may not have names for. And in the midst of this whole conversation, the important thing to keep in mind is this. The saints point us to Jesus. In and of themselves, they are not important. They are important because of their devotion. They are important because of their obedience to the teachings of Jesus. So, you know, if you want to argue about semantics on whether or not we should call Moses a saint or not, there are things that we do know and the important stuff that we do know. Moses, you know, appears on the mountain alongside Jesus. Moses is a a, a clear example of a devotion to God, of being loyal to his teachings. And Moses and all the other Old Testament figures paved the way for Christ. Christ does not exist apart from the Old Testament. And so that's the important thing to keep in mind in, in this question is, 
they are saints. They are included alongside them. And although we may not use that title saint every time we mention, you know, Abraham or Moses or David, um, they are clear examples of a virtuous life devoted to God. And now that we live in a post-Christ age, after the life of Christ, we see Moses being included in that fulfillment. We see Moses being um, understood better when we look at the life of Jesus. Um, we see all those Old Testament stories come fulfilled and come alive more with the life of Christ that we read about in the Gospels. So that's the important thing in the midst of all this. Not that you know some churches like the Eastern Church use St. Moses and we may not. The important thing is how they point us to Christ. How do we see the Christian life modeled in these figures. So when we ask the saints on the calendar, who we know very well, to intercede for us in prayer, know that alongside them are Old Testament saints, our Old Testament patriarchs, matriarchs, and prophets that we've already mentioned. And it would it is entirely appropriate to ask them for their intercession as well. Because they, like St. Philip and St. James and the Blessed Virgin Mary, exist in the glory of God here and now. And we ask them to pray for us because of their devotion to, to God while they lived here on earth, because of their example that they set for us. So all of the saints, St. Moses, St. David, St. Abraham, pray for us. And as we go forward, may we model their devotion in our own lives.